0: welcome to the shine bright podcast i'm your host brianna castell my hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who god called us to be you can expect to hear me talk about things like jesus how ghetto adulting is finances dating therapy and honestly everything in between my prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged inspired and seen let's get into today's episode oh hey fireflies <laughs> welcome to this week's episode of the shine bright podcast as always i'm your hostess with the mostest and bestie in your pocket brianna cassell if you are new around here welcome to the firefly family that's what i have decided last week that i will call my listeners um so welcome fireflies how is your heart sis So today we're going to talk about a subject that I have been thinking about doing an episode on for a while. But I think I just kept pushing it off because as I was writing the notes for this episode, I realized and just remembered how heavy it was for me to process my parents' divorce. So I think subconsciously I just was kicking the can down the road, um, but finally decided to talk about it. Um, and yeah, it really took a lot out of me to actually go back and revisit the feelings that surrounded my parents' divorce and how it played into the person that I am today. But also, oddly enough, I think over this journey of healing from all of the aftermath of that hurricane and that season of my life, I have found a few lessons that I'm actually grateful that learned from watching my parents divorce. So while it was a horrible season to go through um, at the time of my life, being an adult, being a 26, almost 27 year old kind of looking back and saying, okay, what did I learn from this? What did I take away from this? And um, yeah, that's kind of what I want to share today a little bit about that. So this episode is for anyone who is a child of divorce um, no matter whether your parents divorce when you're younger or older, watching your parents' marriage and no matter what the age is, is hard. Um, and I actually did a poll on my Instagram just to see like how many people uh, were still their parents were still married. And it was actually about like 40, 60, I think. So 40 percent of people, their parents were married and 60 percent weren't. And that was actually a lot higher than I expected. Um, But the 60%, it still does show that the majority of people, their parents aren't together. And so one of my favorite Drake lyrics is from his song, Fireworks, from the Thank Me Later mixtape. And he goes, how many of our parents' marriages lasted? I was only five. I bet I barely reacted. I'm flying back home for the Heritage Classic. Searching for that feeling. Tell me where is the magic? Let's stay together till we're ghosts. I want to witness love. i never seen it close yeah. but I guess I got to find it first. That's why I'm really going off fireworks. <laughs> I absolutely love that bar because how he opens it, how many of our parents' marriages lasted? And a lot of us witness the deterioration of a union that we were told, or at least we thought was supposed to be forever. And... So that affects you, that that definitely affects you. And it definitely can shape how you move around this world and enter into relationships, interact with the opposite sex, how you date or don't date. It, it can really play a big role, whether you realize it or not, in just your outlook on love and relationship and marriage because they are our first examples of marriage and so when they fail it's kind of like uh so what's that mean for me and the possibility of my marriage one day my parents divorced when I was actually in high school I think I was like 15 or 16 years old and I can't even quite explain all of the things that I was feeling during that time when their marriage was finally coming to an end there was like a part of me that was actually relieved that they were finally pulling the trigger on what I feel like I knew was inevitable from a very young age, but there was another part of me and probably the larger part of me that was mourning my normal deteriorating, mourning the fact that I no longer had the privilege of a two-parent household and all that came with that. And I can't really tell what I think is worse, um, your parents divorcing at a young age before you have any memories of them being together. Or them calling it quits after you've had 15 to 16 years worth of getting used to a normal that would now never be your normal again. And so I think with my parents' divorce, what I wasn't really prepared for was how much my world would change without my permission. Because my parents' split was not an amicable one at all. (laughs) Like they could not be in the same room as each other. So for me, I was a child, it was really hard to watch two people who were both so much a part of me become each other's what looked like enemies and feeling like you're stuck in the middle of it. And I think anyone else that is a child of divorce, especially when it isn't a clean one, um, I'm sure you can relate. I'm sure you can relate to those feelings of like, what is going on, especially if you were older. And I think that there are stages to how you process your parents' divorce. At least for me, there were. Um, It was like watching a huge rain cloud heading towards you. You know, it's like, you, you know, it's full of rain and there's possibly lightning and thunder. So you brace yourself for the impact and the downpour as much as you can. But when it actually comes and when the storm actually hits and you realize like, oh wait, it's not just rain. And thunder and lightning, like there's high speed winds that come along with this and everything's just getting turned upside down and there's very little that you can do to stop it. That was the hard part. And it was a whole lot for me to wrap my head around at 16 years old. I personally had other things that I wanted to be concerned about, like how fly my outfit was going to be. uh, especially on Wednesdays because there was this a uh, Wednesday was the day where I had third lunch and third lunch is usually was usually the lunch where all the cute boys were probably because they were skipping class, but whatever. But Wednesdays were the days in high school that like I wanted to be fresh because I knew when I walked into the cafeteria, that is where all the fly boys would be. So that was where I wanted my high school mind to be. But all of a sudden my world shifted to have to be concerned about more adult things and I just didn't think that was fair to have my teenage brain mentally hijacked at such a young age with things that I, quite frankly, shouldn't have been concerned about. I found this quote and it says, uh, many kids have different responses to divorce, but none of us leave the divorce unscathed. And so, of course, I had to do some research on how people typically or normally react to divorce and what are the different stages of like processing it. I found this article by Donald Sapplesneck I think that's how you pronounce his name, called Children's Reaction to News of Divorce and What They Need from You. Because, you know, I had to do my research, y'all. And I found it very interesting what he details in his article. And he really breaks down the different ages and what their typical reactions are to divorce. So he starts with a younger child. And these are the children that are under the age of five. So they're not school age children yet. And he says that they have diverse reactions to challenging information. Some of them might cry and have very um, dramatic response to it. Um, and then others might act as if they didn't hear it and show no emotion at all after hearing the news. And they may just ask to go play because he says that that's kind of how children process things by just kind of going into their own little world and removing themselves from situations that they don't like. And. Um, Uh, Children of school age, so, you know, kindergarten and beyond up until high school, uh, he says that they often likely worry more about what's going to happen to them. So those kids probably ask for a lot of details about what they can expect ahead. They tend to worry about what their parents, like what will happen to their parents, what's going to happen to the, the parent that's moving out, um, what's going to happen to siblings, et cetera. And he talks about how they need a lot of reassurance and clarification about like what the game plan is. You can't just like leave it open-ended with them. And then adolescence, which is where I fell when my parents got divorced. It's typically like the high school age. It says, but adolescents tend to show the most extreme responses, either intense anger and sadness or no reaction at all. Those teens who readily show their feelings may blast their parents with anger, dramatically screaming, such things as you ruined my life or how can you do this to me? And they may try to make the parents feel guilty by calling them selfish and considerate. But the adolescent who hides their feelings may present a cavalier attitude, seeming to take the news of the divorce in stride. They may act as if it's no big deal, but this casual reaction to the catastrophic news of divorce may throw the parents for a loop. Um, leaving them thinking that it's going much better or much easier for the child than they expected. But he does talk about like, just because the adolescent doesn't have this big emotional response, um, it doesn't mean that they aren't feeling very deeply about the situation and that there won't be backlash later. And so I, I definitely fell into the no, having no big emotional reaction. And... I just, it I, it was just so much for me to process, to be very honest. And I think I was just kind of like stunned. And it's weird, because like I said, in the beginning, there was a part of me that kind of saw it coming. But once it actually, like you can see the storm coming, but once it actually hits, it's like, oh, okay. It's raining now. Um, And so that was my response. But one thing that I thought was interesting um, that I found in his article, he talks about how the, adolescent and the um, child have very similar responses. And he says, research shows that the emotional response of a young adult is much like that of a preschool, kindergarten age child and of a young adolescent. This makes sense if you consider the fact that each of these three stages in development involves a transition from home. He says, in the normal case, the child would leave home with the full expectation that their home would still be there when they return whether that's after a day at kindergarten after the spending the day or night at a friend's home or during summer vacation holiday breaks from college etc but he says however in the separation and divorce the opposite occurs home leaves the child commonly the family home is sold and each parent finds new and separate housing leaving the child very unsettled as to where they now live where their home base is and in this odd turn of events that contributes to much of the distress of these children and often produces a strong emotional response to the news of divorce and that is like i said what happened to me i i didn't have a big response i definitely was a child that became concerned about everyone around me where would my dad live where would my mom live what would happen to me and my brother would we be able to stay in the same school? Those were kind of some of the thoughts that I remember having. But I don't I don't think I really stopped to process everything until a lot later in life. And so that's kind of what, like, I know, I, w- I was saying a lot. I was just kind of word vomit a little bit. But where I really want to bring you to is like the steps that I had to take to actually unpack my parents' divorce. And so anybody that is listening Whether your parents divorced when you were five or when they divorced when you were 15, like me, I think it's really important to take that time to unpack and understand how it affected you. Personally, my first step to unpacking and processing my feelings about my parents' divorce, it happened when I got this book called Dear Divorce, Thank You, Even Though I Hate You. Sincerely, My Parents' Grown Kid by a woman named Lauren Alicia. Um, She's an African-American woman whose parents also divorced when she was 16. But what I like about the book is it's kind of like a it's it's almost like reading her diary, but it's also like a journal because she has you do these activities. So the diary part, like she kind of takes you through the journey of healing um, by detailing the different stages of processing. And for her, she calls those stages confront, cope, learn, decide and apply. So obviously confront what happened and how it affected you, cope, Cope with your feelings that arose because of the divorce. Understand, understand what you learned from the divorce, whether good or bad things, because we definitely learned both from watching a divorce. Um, decide what you want. Um, if that is a marriage one day, like how can you pursue that without fear? And then apply what you have learned and what you choose not to replicate. And not so not only do you read her process of like going through these things, But I also love that she wrote these letters and she has you write these letters to different parts of the divorce. For example, she writes a letter to love, to truth, to anger, to reality, to present and future, to breakthrough and to the divorce altogether. And for me, the process of being able to address each one of those areas was very powerful for me, for me to like sit and write a letter about the love that I felt like was lost in my parents split, writing a letter to the truth that I had to accept and the truth about what went wrong, at least from my vantage point, Um, the anger that I felt about how my world literally flipped upside down And having to accept the reality of what my new life now looked like as a child, um, and addressing as a child of divorce and addressing the past when they were together and what the future of them not being together now meant for me, and I had to you know write a letter about to the breakthrough that I had of the things that I learned and how I how to decide which of those things that I wanted to actually take with me and what. What which one of those things I wanted to leave behind? And then finally, the letter to divorce itself, (laughs) baby. It was a hard process going through that book, but it was so, 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 so good and helped me to process it in very bite sized ways. Like, I've said this probably a million times on this podcast, but Processing a parent's divorce is hard. And so the book, I definitely recommend it for anyone that has gone through their parents divorcing, no matter how old you are or how long the split was. Because like I said earlier, none of us come out of divorce unscathed. Like we all are affected by it, whether we know it or not, whether we want to address it or not. And I think it's really important to take the time to unpack and process those feelings and so I'm not going to read you all my letters because, you know, that's personal. But I do want to read you one that I wrote to divorce because when I reread it, as I was preparing for this episode, I was like, dang, Brie!" <laughs> like I key might be a poet that needs to write a book <laughs> because it was really deep. But let me read it to you. Dear Divorce, the crazy thing is I'm not even mad you came. I'm mad at the mess that you left, a mess for only me to clean up. It's insane to watch two people part ways and live as if the other never existed. But what about the pieces that they created together? What happens to those? What happens to the piece that is half of both of them but can't have both of them? Listen, I read that and I was like, snaps for you, sis. I was like, dang, I couldn't believe that I wrote that because I thought it was super deep. Um, but it just kind of highlights how I felt um, about the divorce, and it was kind of like, "All right, I'm not upset you came, but I wasn't prepared for the mess that you left behind, and now I have to figure out like what I'm supposed to do with the fact that I am part of two people who are now no longer together. So what does that mean for the peace that they, that they created? Like, if you again, if you try to divorce. I'm sure you'll listen to that and just nodding your head like, yes, it is a lot. And so I do want to highlight uh, a few of my favorite quotes from that book because it was so good. And again, I do recommend you going to get it. But one of the quotes is like, I may be grown, but I'm still their kid and I watch my normal quickly fade away by my parents' decision. And that is just, I mean, it it's, it sums up divorce, right? Like you watch your normal fade away and whether or not you felt like your parents were right for each other or were whatever, whether you support the divorce or not, you're still looking at your life changing. And that's hard to fathom. Hard to process. The next one says, Our first example of what a relationship looks like is now an example of what a failed relationship looks like. That one hit me because I think, and I'm going to talk about the things that I learned and kind of took away from divorce in a bit, but I think that one put a little bit of fear in me because when you see something fail and you see it like up close, something that's supposed to last forever, something that they told each other and, uh, you know, their kids too, that it would last forever and you see it disintegrate, you're kind of like, oh, okay. And it can make you fearful of wanting to try or not to try. And another quote that she says is that children of divorce learn that till death do us part is now a vow that can be broken. And so if you're not careful and you don't, take the time to understand how it can affect you it can it can make people not want to get married it can people it can make people believe not believe in monogamy it can make people um you know not trusting not not willing to trust it can really take on the aftermath of divorce can really shape shift into so many different things in our hearts and our lives if we're not careful Uh, One of our other quotes says, as their children, we got a front row seat of what it looks like to fall out of love with someone, but not really know the reason why or if love was ever the reason they got together, which is also a very heavy quote because it's like, especially if you, your parents were married before you were born or they got married when you were super young, like you don't know how they got together. You don't know the story, right? Well, actually, no, I guess that's true. No matter when your parents were together. Oh, well, no, I guess if they get married anyways, y'all know what I'm trying to say. Um, you don't really know how the story starts. So you don't know like, okay, did they get married because they were in love? Was it pressure? Um, like what 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 was the backstory behind why they got together? You don't know And so you create your own story, um, especially when it doesn't work out. Um another quote that she has is why didn't my parents' marriage work is a question we can search all of our lives and never know the answer. And I don't think we have to know the answer. I mean, like if there's a clear answer, like say there's infidelity or something like that, like that might be a little bit easier to process. I mean, it's still going to be heartbreaking but if you don't know like when parents say like oh we just fell out of love and I don't know that my parent like I don't ever remember my parents ever having like a, and this is why we're divorcing but honestly like it wasn't shocking for me so I don't think maybe they just didn't feel like they needed to have that conversation but yeah I think if if we're not careful we can spend a lot of our life wondering why didn't it work out especially if our parents don't give us a reason to and just be careful with that like You may never know that and you don't want to try to wreck your brain trying to find out why didn't it work. So I make sure that I don't replicate that same thing. I've seen that happen with a lot of children of divorce where we're like, oh, what 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 was the reason why they didn't last? And let me make sure I don't do that in my own life. Uh, Another one of her quotes, how do I confront my world changing around me without my permission? Man, that was that was the hardest part. for sure. And, I'm, you know, I'm not giving so many details about my parents' divorce because honestly, while it is a part of my story, it's more their story to tell. So I'm not getting super into the, the details of it. Um, but there were definitely a lot of things that I had to confront. I mean, my school definitely changed. My um, our houses changed. Where I live changed. There was a lot of things that changed and it was really without my permission. And it was, as, as a fixer, and probably my my need to fix things probably came out of my parents' divorce, but as somebody who likes to fix things, who wants to figure out what the problem is and what the solution should be and then act on that solution, watching this situation crumble and knowing there was no way that I can fix it was definitely hard for me. And it was without my permission. And as a child, even a 15-year-old one, that can be hard to process. Um this other quote kind of going into what I was saying before, it is not our life mission to find out why our parents divorced, but to understand what we took from it, whether good or bad. And also in her book, she has different questions that help you unpack what you took away from their divorce. And she helps you understand like, what were the good things and what were the things that you want to leave behind. And it's so important. I took away a fear of intimacy of a fear of getting divorced and my fear of getting divorced like really was like pushed a lot of people away because I was like oh no I will not get divorced and the only way I can ensure that I won't get divorced is to not let anybody close to me so that was kind of my response which I had to clearly work through Um, but the last one which I want to highlight which is another really great quote is at times we've allowed marriage to only be defined by our parents failure seeing them as the example and not an example. So basically what this quote is saying is like, our parents are not the only example of marriage. And just because theirs did not work. And yes, that is the first one that we saw. That's the one that we had an up close seat to, but, Search for other examples of what successful marriages do look like. And I know I have some friends that they're like, look, that's not in my family. All of the marriages I've seen have been failed ones. And listen, that sucks when that happens, but there are successful marriages. And so seek those out, look at them, find those mentors, whether they're teachers at school, whether they're professors, whether their coworkers, whether they're friends, like look for those successful examples of marriage and change the narrative. Don't let the narrative be like, oh, but look at all these ones that failed because yes, a lot of marriages do fail, but a lot of them succeed. A lot of them flourish. A lot of them last until, you know, last a lifetime. And so don't let yourself become so tarnished by what you witnessed that you don't, that you let that become the only truth that there is. Like instead of my parents' marriages failed, it's all parents, all marriages fail, which is not the truth. And I am fortunate that while my parents' marriage did not work out, and there were several others around me that were very surprising that did not work out. I did have some in my family that did work out. And those were examples that I cling to. And I wanted to ask them everything about how they were able to make their marriages work. I would ask them, and I still do ask them, like, how do you handle money? How do you handle arguments? How do you handle When they annoy you, how do you handle disagreements? How do you like all of that stuff? And so seek out those positive examples. Instagram, I mean, well, you don't really know people's real life on Instagram, but (laughs) seek out positive examples of successful marriages is all that I'm saying. Whether that's pastors, whether that's elders in the church, et cetera, they out there somewhere. So find them and learn from them. Being the child of divorce is definitely a hard thing and something that I don't wish on anybody and while I hate divorce and I hate what it how it changed my life there were some things that watching my parents divorce taught me that I'm actually grateful for I think one of those things that I'm grateful for is that my parents divorce taught me to go slow it taught me to watch for how a potential partner handled conflict Do they run away or shut down when things get hard? It taught me to look for the quitters and to run away. And if I'm honest, I needed to go slow. I think if I hadn't learned that lesson earlier and really sat in it, I would have just recreated what I saw. And I was dating somebody before. I had processed all of my parents' divorce. It was still kind of fresh. I think it was maybe like a few years post their divorce. And I'm 100% certain that me and that person, had we stayed in that relationship, would have been married by now and that relationship would have ended. We would have been divorced. I'm 100% sure that we would have either been divorced or separated by now without a doubt because I was recreating what I saw. And like I said, divorce put such a fear in me for ever getting divorced, but it was really therapy that helped me realize that because of that fear, I was actually doing the opposite of what I said I didn't want. Instead of doing things that wouldn't have ended me up in divorce, I was doing things that absolutely would have led me there. I had so many emotional walls still do low-key but I'm aware of them now I'm aware of what they are and so when someone pops up I can say okay Brianna time to start letting these walls down because I'm aware of them but I was not before and I carried a lot of the bad habits that I saw from my parents relationship and how they handled conflict or didn't handle conflict how they um, address each other or didn't address each other, how they talked to each other, how they worked through things or didn't work through things. I took a lot of those lessons with me and I was just recreating them. And I'm certain that ship would have ended up sinking had I stayed on that boat. And so I'm grateful that divorce made me go slow. I'm grateful that my parents' divorce taught me to look for fruit for real, for real. Like I want some real apples and grapes. I don't want no fake stuff. Like I need to really see that you're producing fruit. I'm grateful that my parents' divorce taught me that marriage requires good communication skills. I'm grateful that their divorce taught me that marriage requires two people that are committed to fight through it for each other instead of fighting each other. I'm grateful that divorce taught me That you want to date your spouse even after you're married. We ain't trying to get complacent, right? Just because we say I do, I still want the dates. I still want to feel special. Like I don't want to just get into this complacent routine where it's like, okay, now you're just my roommate. Like, no, sir. Where's the love? Okay. Um, And yeah, I'm grateful that my parents' divorce taught me that you never want to stop learning how to love your spouse. Because when you do, it's going to be a problem, Um, I'm grateful that my parents' divorce taught me that you should always want to outdo one another in love. And the moment that that stops happening is the moment where you either want to check in or that baby, that ship's going to sink. I'm grateful that divorce taught me that it's the small things that corrode a marriage so that I can watch out for them. And just because everything looks great on the outside doesn't mean that I shouldn't be checking under the hood to make sure that we good. And I'm grateful that divorce taught me the importance of checking in on how I'm feeling and learning how to express that. I know ladies and I'm not just gonna pick on ladies. I'm sure it happens with men too, um, but I'll speak for myself. I didn't always know how to say how I was feeling. And so I could keep that in my heart and, um, never express it and then it all bubbles up and then three months later after I've been bubbling up after like three months of anger frustration or whatever has been bubbling up now I'm just blowing up so I'm grateful that divorce taught me that I need to actually stop and understand how I'm feeling um, because I didn't necessarily watch my parents do that Um, and I'm grateful that divorce taught me the importance of vulnerability in a marriage like You have to come into that relationship ready to bear your all in the moment where you want to pull back or the moment where you don't want to, that person, you don't want to let that person in the moment where you let your emotional walls push that person out. Again, that ship is sinking. One final quote that I want to share from Lauren Alicia's book is our pain and experience are seeds for wisdom watered by understanding meaning the pain and experience of our parents' divorce can be seeds for wisdom if we water them by understanding and taking the time to dig deep. And that was deep, y'all, that was deep. (laughs) But my parents' divorce, of course, has shaped me in so many ways. I learned some good things. I learned some not so great things. And as an adult, I've had to learn the difference between the two And also learn which things I didn't want to take with me as an adult, which things that would not serve me, which things that would push me away from the very thing that I say that I want a healthy marriage and what things that I'm like, oh, yeah, these are things that I do want to bring with me. These are things that I do want to carry with me. Um, These are things that will be helpful for me um, for a healthy marriage. So in conclusion, I definitely recommend. that you read the book, and I'm always gonna recommend therapy because therapy really helped me to put a lot of words to what I watched happen in my parents' divorce. And my therapist is the one that really called me out on, like, uh, so you say you don't want a divorce, but you're doing this and you're doing that and you're doing that, and don't you think it's gonna lead to divorce? So you might need an actual person to like call you out on your stuff. Well, I hope that episode was helpful for somebody. If you were a child of divorce, just know especially if you you know you took it hard just know you're not the only one whose world came crashing down by your parents decisions um so definitely get the book i recommend therapy and yeah hope this is helpful thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode i hope like i said that it was helpful for somebody if you enjoyed this episode please do me a favor and rate the podcast so you can help other people find the shine bright podcast have a great week and find a reason to shine bright on purpose this week see you next week